Real talk. Real people. Real stories. The He's Just Podcast. Cheer! Welcome everyone to another He's Just Podcast. I'm your host and founder, Jules Duget, coming to you with a special show today. And remember, we are now streaming on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. Today's guest is a special guest and someone who, when she introduces herself, you will learn fast and ready that she is not one to play with. She is more than just. Her name is Crystal Griffin. She is a registered nurse, and her specialty is infusion. She's an infusion nurse. Uh, I'm very honored to have her, but I would like to introduce her so she can tell you more about herself. Crystal, welcome. Hello, I am super excited to be here. She's just a social worker. Mm. He's not just a social worker, but um, I, I first just want to, to, to tell you how grateful I am mm. to be in your beautiful home. Mm. It looks like we're in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the energy here is amazing, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And tell us a little bit, what, what is it like to be a nurse? Well, being a nurse is not what people make it out to be. First mm. of all, it's a job that requires the most patience you, you can ever imagine. Mm. You must be patient. You're dealing with people at a place in their life where they're not happy. They're at their lowest low. In my case, I'm dealing with people who are on... IV medications for one reason or the other. Mm. Most in most cases, it's because they've been given an end stage a diagnosis. Mm. That diagnosis is usually if you don't take this medication, if if you don't allow somebody to poke you mm-hmm. until they get a vein, until mm. they get a line, mm. this med- when is it going to end? It six weeks, eight weeks, rest of your life. Mm. The kinds of medications I give are biologics. These medications are new to science. Mm. They depend on your body to produce what they need or to um, kind of kind of work with your natural cells and the things that we kind of don't preserve or find ourselves wearing through along the way. So you usually go out to visit your patients? Do they, are they hospitalized? How do you come across these patients? So some of these patients are hospitalized and we take them directly from the hospital. We have an agreement with the hospital that says that we're going to continue this therapy. Mm. And this therapy could be IV antibiotics for the next six weeks Mm. with labs and other interventions that come with that. Mm. So that is one side of the game. Mm -hmm. The other side is um, the coordination, everything that goes into that the compliance, the patience that it takes. Because remember, these people have been in the hospital for, in some cases, a month, six weeks, who knows how long. Mm. So they're not always as friendly and as nice as, you know, you you, you can imagine, mm-hmm. you know, they would be. Because, yeah, they're happy to get the services, but they're just tired of being poked. They're sick. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be around another person that rep- represents the diagnosis that they're dealing with. So a lot of what I do is not really anything to do with that. I come in on a different, I try to attack the whole body, the whole mind-body mm. piece. I always ask them, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, a question that people don't really ask unless they have a piece of paper in front of them. 
Mm-hmm. I try to, um, you know, just kind of separate that for a minute. And um, in this particular lane of work, just try to bring more of me to the bedside. Mm. It's 100% bedside. It's 100% um, patience. You know, it's 100% uh, non-judgment. You're in people's homes. Mm-hmm. Anything, you're in their home. Mm-hmm. In my case right now, um, in m- many cases, I'm in the home. Mm-hmm. And I have to ignore some of the things I see on the way to the patient sometimes. You know. Did you always know that you was going to be a nurse or that you wanted to be a nurse? Uh, when I was very young, I found that uh, I like to do two things. I'm a kitty from the streets, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, from, I'm from the South Bronx, I was mm-hmm. born and raised in Patterson Projects. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always sick people around me, and I remember my grandmother, you know, laying in the bed, and I thought, gosh, you know, if I knew more, I could help her more. Mm-hmm. And I always tried to be, um, me and my cousin, we always wanted to be the ones to do her insulin care. Mm-hmm. To do, I, I was never afraid. My aunt Anne died, mm-hmm. and I was the person who got her body ready to be um, buried mm. and I knew that that was a special kind of person that could do that and that was became a superpower for me seeing people at their worst I had a cousin a little uh, 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 alcoholic cousin mm-hmm. um, um, unfortunately she I don't know she had herself in a situation one night the baby was in the bed I'm the first person that found the baby mm. and he had already uh you know, been deceased. I think I was around 11 or 12 years old, and instead of calling 911, they called me. Mm. That still weighs heavy on my spirit, but I just remember knowing what it took. I tried to breathe breath into that kid's life, and I'll never forget that image. But from that moment forward, I just knew that I was here to do something different. Nobody would even touch him. The baby was cold and clammy. I'll never forget that day. Mm. And it just, I don't know, it just, I think that we all have a gift. And for me, I just honed on to that. And I tried to do other things. I, I wanted to be a dancer. I thought I would be a hip-hop choreographer. Mm-hmm. You know, being from the streets, I loved hip-hop. And mm-hmm. I just loved, you know, my people and just sharing with them, you know, in, in the streets and just kind of being out and about. But every time I would be out and about, I'm the one dealing with, oh, you want to throw bottles? Okay, now you have a hand that needs to be cared for. Mm-hmm. I was always a nurse. I always had, like, an emergency kit somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was trying to get a job, trying to get a job. And, of course, my uncle worked for the special needs community. Mm. So um, there was an organization of state, and it was like, listen, if you can stay up all night, the kids here, they all have mental health problems. They all have, um, you know, parents that perhaps, you know, were not able to care for them. It was much, it was a foster home. Mm. Perfect. Let's go. I loved it. I mean, it was like I never worked a day in my life once I got into that space. And I always had patience and I always tried to gain the tools that that I needed to be a better aid to them. You know, I just never, I was med certified. I was van certified. I did every every certification I could do. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just knew that this was something. So could you tell us, so as a registered nurse... Your specialty is infusion, but you can work in any field, whether it's a hospital or school. Can you tell us about that? I have worked. So now I'm an infusion nurse, which is a graduated nursing position. Mm -hmm. You cannot become an infusion nurse if you don't have a certain level of background. The background is what allows you to work independently because they need to know. Remember, you're giving medications that Mm -hmm. are 
high risk. Everything you give is black box, high risk medication. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to manage care mm -hmm. should things not work out. And you don't have anybody to call. You can call 911, but you're expected to stabilize the patient before EMS even gets there. So I did, um, I started off my career as a uh, long-term care nurse. You know, every new nurse goes into long-term care because I couldn't get a job because I didn't have any experience. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. You know, new nurses never get the jobs of their dreams because you have to work for it. Mm -hmm. I was, I, I did the long-term care. I worked in a nursing home. I gave the 40 you know the 40 med 40 per patient med pass mm -hmm. and then the, the 10 g2 treatments mm -hmm. and the five well you know i did that and then i went from there to um i was an lpm when i did that mm -hmm. i decided that i'm gonna you know carry this thing on and, and i ended up getting my rn and my, my registered nurse brought me to a dialysis i was a dialysis nurse so i learned all about the dialysis game mm -hmm. and how to manage that kind of treatment that also taught me access care picks picks ports midline everything in that lane of work is what I loved mm -hmm. I felt like the more bloody the more skill you know you needed to be mm -hmm. the better I performed at it because I was really good I was handsy I was good with my hands mm -hmm. and I was able to put in a mean access a mean IV mm -hmm. way before I was I uh, became an infusion nurse. So then I went to um, OR. I worked in the OR for some time. I did eye surgery for mm -hmm. some time. Mm -hmm. I did substance abuse mm -hmm. for some time. Um, there was not really a lane of... I did cosmetic nursing. I'm certified to do uh, fillers, Botox. Um, that was the least fulfilling mm -hmm. nursing I've ever done, mm -hmm. just to see people feeling so inadequate. Mm -hmm. And to lead with you're beautiful just kind of didn't work out for me. But mm -hmm. uh, I worked at Lincoln Hospital. I just I, 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 I've been there. Could I, you I tell us a little bit about and, and, you know, thank you for for putting us through this journey with you of understanding having to work, having to have multiple titles, having to learn multiple things has always been something that kind of has guided your work and maybe guided your decision-making. As far as an African-American nurse and you trying your best to align your services to match what the audience needs are, or is it the skill? So what I'm trying to ask is, did you ever feel that you just needed to do more because you didn't have enough? Or did you need it to do more because you felt that there was something that was changing in society and you just needed to have that under your under your belt? Hmm, that's that's a good question. Um, I think it goes without saying. Just being a brown girl, being mm -hmm. a little brown girl from the Bronx who rolls her R's or, you know, doesn't speak like others, mm -hmm. you know, um, I really don't like uh, isolating I'm Hispanic, I'm African-American. Mm. Um, nursing is for everybody. Mm -hmm. But what I will tell you is that many of us are not in the field of nursing. So when you come along, you automatically, the assumption is you can't place that line. Mm. Um, who else is with you? Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're always looking to see who's going to save them. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm going to save you because I'm qualified to do this job. Mm. Because I work harder 
Mm-hmm. Because I know what the odds are. I know what they look like. So I come more prepared. You know, there's been so many instances. Of, I, I can't even begin to start to name. Mm-hmm. Um, the only brown girl sitting in a room, mm. you know, of people who feel like they're supposed to be there and somehow I'm just not supposed to be there. Mm. But I made the decision. It was a conscious effort for me to be in the room and be at the table mm-hmm. and, and, and a part of being at the table is kind of knowing the lingo mm-hmm. it's kind to being is being willing to not be yourself sometimes mm-hmm. you know sometimes being real goes wrong yeah and you do have to play the part you do have to be likable mm-hmm. you do have to speak the lingo mm-hmm. because they won't take you seriously who's they mm-hmm. you ask mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look around you yes in many cases you're the only one sitting there that they're having doubt around mm-hmm. when everybody else is getting the chance to take that test mm-hmm. take that certification mm-hmm. take and you're asking how come I didn't get that email mm-hmm. you know how come but a part of that is you just having to be aware of where you want to go. So do you think that that voyage is easier for up-and-coming nurses now, or is it just as difficult as when you were starting to get into the game? Absolutely not. Nursing is always a field that is, first of all, once you, once you, once you get in nursing school, mm-hmm. anybody will take your money, especially these private nursing schools now. Mm-hmm. They will take you. You got 40000 to mm-hmm. put on the table. Mm-hmm. We will make a nurse out of you. It's an associate's degree, ultimately. It's a mm-hmm. two-year program. Yes. So anybody's invited to the table. Mm-hmm. And you will beg, borrow, and steal to get that money. It's mm-hmm. after you get into school and realize you're not getting the grades. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not equipped to be in the room because foundationally, you don't have what it takes. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever really sat with you and taught you math correctly. Mm. You come Mm half-staffed. So you do so much to try and catch up to meet that first, second semester Mm -hmm. fail out. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, you you walk into the room and and there's a lot of people that look like you around you. Mm -hmm. Two months in, there's half of you guys sitting there. And most of that is, is, is the kids that came prepared, the people that came prepared. Mm. It's the tenacity that those people had mm-hmm. when they walked into the room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the uh, jealousy that they have. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, nursing is one of those fields that the old eat the young. And it mm. will always be like that. Mm. Why do you think there's always a shortage? First of all, mm-hmm. most of the people that go to nursing school never pass. Mm. And it's because foundationally you have to come with so much grit. Mm-hmm. You have to be the kind of person that you have to develop into this kind of person even Mm -hmm. as a student Mm -hmm. because nursing is a calling right Mm. so you could get there but staying there could you tell us a little bit about that and i know that you shared with us earlier about your choices of careers before being a nurse you wanted to dance you were involved with music and there was a she's just moment for you where you had to make a choice something prompted you into action you were in a situation where you made this choice because you knew you wasn't a dancer or was there a situation that you felt that's it i am ready now to do this oh yeah (laughs) well um you know i 
was probably about 21 years old. Mm. Um, remember, I've always done nursing in some capacity or the other, but, you know, I was just choosing to be the wild girl. Mm-hmm. I was choosing to be outside mm-hmm. and do that kind of thing. I ended mm-hmm. up with two children. Mm-hmm. I ended up homeless. I'm just going to take a whole long story and make it short. I ended up homeless. Mm. And at that point was my lowest low. It was for sure my lowest low. Mm. I just just didn't really know what to do. Mm. And there was an LPN program, and I had a girlfriend. She was kind of in the same space. Mm-hmm. And um, let me back up a little bit. When at the time when I was at my lowest low, I literally had two children. Mm-hmm. I was a single mother. Mm-hmm. I was living with family, expecting everybody to help me fulfill my goals but because they were kind of used to seeing me as the she's just the outside girl mm-hmm. <laughs> who can't get it together and, and not worth really sacrificing my time mm-hmm. so that she could continue to play games you know I had to prove to not only myself but the people around me mm-hmm. that I was not playing a game and I wasn't just going to be some around the way chick running around with babies mm-hmm. that was the hardest part making the decision mm-hmm. so I was going crazy. I was literally going nuts. I was listening to Lauren Hill. I was trying to find peace in every everything moving. Um, it just wasn't working. Finally, I called CPS and I said, listen, do you guys have a babysitting service? Mm-hmm. And while you might laugh, and I know y'all at home like, yo, I thought about doing that. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes later, I had cops at my door like, do you want to hurt yourself? Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm screaming on everybody. I'm flipping out on the cops. Remember, this is a little 21-year-old Crystal. Mm-hmm. You know, she's from the, the block. Mm-hmm. She, you know, no law. There's no such thing as law. Guidance, please. You and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Promise you, mm-hmm. that hospital was it was a day different. Mm-hmm. Sitting in there trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. Fast forward two days, I'm in these these interviews, and they're like, "Listen, if you don't take the medication, if you don't do what we need you to do, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to leave here." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Fine, I'm gonna sign myself out." There was a guy who worked in the same hospital. Long story short, mm-hmm. he happened to be one of the people caring for me. He happened to be one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. He did some time in jail, got out on his own cognizance, mm-hmm. became an LPN. He said, listen, Crystal, go down to this place. They have a test. I think the day for the, the last day um, that you can take the test is is close. It's either tomorrow or the day after. Mm-hmm. I called my best friend and said, listen, we have to figure this out because I cannot stay in this place. These people are really... They, they, they just see me as just a just just they want me to take these medications whatever I took the test and then and then as I'm taking the test my family's saying listen you're not abiding by the laws you need to go back to the hospital you need to do this and that mm-hmm. so I turn I said go back to the hospital to see what the treatment plan is now I took the test I felt kind of confident about the test because mm-hmm. I didn't even think I had the wherewithal to do that to mm-hmm. make a good decision mm-hmm. I was making zero good decisions mm-hmm. okay one decision was to be getting another bad decision I just made another bad decision by walking out of the institution that's supposed to be keeping me safe mm-hmm. now I'm on the street doing my own thing again mm-hmm. you know Crystal's world around here and expecting everybody to support that but in this case I actually made a good decision mm. I took this test and passed the test yes. and I had 98 on the, yes. on the test yes more than just <laughs> holler nurse Griffin <laughs> is born hey so now listen it, now thank you so much for like unpacking this and and the stories here are real and we thank you for being authentic 
and for sharing these moments with us because I think that we want to make sure that everyone understands no one is perfect, but we will keep trying. We will keep trying to do and be more than just. I'm going to ask you now, now that you've walked us through this, would you do anything differently if you were to look back? Was there anything that you would have changed of that? Well, you know... I don't regret anything I've been through because what I've learned is that the early pitfalls set me up better Mm. because I was able to learn from them sooner. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if I had never experienced um, some of the early pitfalls living in a car, Mm -hmm. nothing teaches you like living in a car. Humility. Yes. I learned, the teachers, I I abided by them differently Mm. because now I'm not coming with Crystal Mm Know-It-All. I'm coming with Teach Me Crystal. Mm -hmm. Totally different set of ears. Mm -hmm. You know, and now what I've been through, that's my low. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing an opportunity. Now every decision that I'm making is pulling me further and further away Mm -hmm. from the chaos. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to class every day. That's a decision. Mm -hmm. Now I'm aligning myself with a process in a path. Now I can see, I can see, I stopped doing, just being outside. Mm-hmm. You know, cause everybody who was outside around me at that time was kind of going for the same things, but I was no longer going for that. I was now, my vision became more clear. Mm. I never saw myself as a real nurse. Mm. I could be the best at home attendant at home is nothing negative about we are all nurses in some capacity and yes. I love every everything I've been. I've been an HHA, I've been an LPN, mm-hmm. I've been a home attendant. Mm-hmm. And each and every one of those things is important. I actually feel like you should be mm-hmm. an you know, but getting back to the subject, I wouldn't change a thing. I really wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would I would forgive her. Mm-hmm. I would forgive that girl mm-hmm. who was out there wilding out mm-hmm. sooner mm-hmm. because having that on my back sometimes made me defensive. Mm. Because I didn't understand the way that people treated me was because of what I was creating. Mm-hmm. So I stayed angry for a little while mm-hmm. so, because I didn't forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Because it was hard for me to look and see that I was mm-hmm. creating the doubt that people had for me. Mm. I was creating that doubt, you know. So I would probably forgive that little girl and give her a hug mm. and tell her, you know what, it's okay. It's okay. You mm. know, stop being angry. Nurse Griffin, once again, a lot of love and respect to you for paving the way for us, for allowing us to get a glimpse of what it is to live a life and stick by your decisions, live a life that you have shared with us on this platform, but just so that others can understand that there are opportunities. Never give up. Never lose sight of what you can and cannot do. No one can tell you otherwise. Now, as a nurse, now that COVID hits our nation and the world is taken aback, where were you during COVID? What was your first response related to, okay, this is what I need to do now? Hmm, well, during COVID, I was watching the world fall apart around me, literally. Mm. People falling, fear 
was just taking over. Mm. I think that a lot of what you were seeing was fear. And one thing you learn as a nurse is to never panic. Mm. You cannot panic. So I, 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 I'm not a fearful person, first of all. If you mm. haven't gotten that yet, I am very, um, it's not a confidence. It's just a... Um, it's a Bronx thing. Yeah, it's a wrong stick. It's just that you learn to optimize your opportunities in a way that's different. Mm -hmm. You get to see things around you as opportunities as opposed to um, how can I, instead of running, I'm not a runner, mm -hmm. so how can I run to the situation? And that's what I did. Mm. I said, listen, if I'm going to die for something, I'm going to die for this. Mm. I'm going to die for this because you know what? The people who are not being treated well mm -hmm. look like me. Mm. They look like me. Mm. You know, the, the certain medications wasn't, wasn't available to people who look like me. Mm. And I knew that my company had so much faith in me mm -hmm. that they allowed me to make critical decisions. Mm. And one of the things that I did is I decided that we're not going to be afraid, nurses. Mm -hmm. We're going to equip you with everything that you need to walk in and serve a COVID-positive patient, which was something that a lot of companies was not doing. But my company allowed for me to order whatever it took. And remember, we had a shortage around the time. Mm -hmm. So I was using my street hustle to get things to to get things quicker. Yes. We was we was ordering those supplies from wherever they came from. Mm -hmm. And so like so now a nurse who has been through COVID and has seen some of this, but has not seen all of the sides that you have as far as cosmetics, as far as the hospital side, they've only been previed to a specific area. When was a difficult moment for you? Let's say you've made a relationship because there's many times and as a nurse that you go into places and you build a relationship. Was there any time that was very difficult for you that you felt that you didn't do your best or that something happened that you wish you could have done more? As it relates to nursing care or... To a patient that you've made a connection to and you thought, man, I, I, I sure hope that I did everything. I sure hope that I give it my all. You know, do you second guess yourself? Do you, do you think like that? Because here you are having someone's life in your hands, literally. Mm -hmm. Are there times that you're challenged to yourself saying, Nurse Crystal, Nurse Griffin, did I do everything? Well, if you don't feel like that, you don't have the humility it takes to be a nurse. Mm. We practice nursing, right? Mm. So that means that we're practicing things that we have practiced before. And you pray that that practice pays off. Yeah. So when I walk into a room, I, one thing I don't do is start reading charts when I get there. Mm. You know, I always try and know the person I'm serving. Know your product. Mm. Know your product. Mm -hmm. Because you can do better if you know the patient. Right now, it's moving to a really fast pace. Oh, this is so-and-so. It's almost like a number, right? Mm. And I think that that doesn't benefit us in the nursing game. Because there's so many times when I walked away and I said, damn, you know, if I only realized that, um, you know, maybe it's somebody's behavior towards you. Mm -hmm. You didn't realize they just got a diagnosis in this morning mm -hmm. that changed them. Or you, 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 you maybe try to do, for me, it's, it's putting a line in. I know it sounds so basic, mm -hmm. but if another nurse comes behind me that put a line in and I couldn't get the line, mm -hmm. I can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. I can't sleep all night mm -hmm. because my 
expertise is placing the line. We can't move without the line. Mm. So what I do, I always feel bad and always feel like, <laughs> what could I have done different if a nurse came behind me and got that line? Mm. But my biggest goal is to try and be able to put the line in every time. Mm. And that's just my own self-development, right? Mm-hmm. Stop. You never stop learning. Mm-hmm. You never stop chasing that knowledge down. And that's what separates the good the voice from the men in this game. Yeah. You're always going to leave feeling that you, 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 you wanted to do more. That's just the, the spirit of who I am. Well, I mean, thank you so much again for letting our listeners have a preview of who you are. And we are honored to have you here because for everyone who is listening, understanding that a nurse is someone that in your most difficult moments becomes your family member. This person is now infused into being your line, your lifeline. And for this person to walk in with a smile, not look at your referral, not worried about what your diagnosis is or was or whether you had COVID or not, we give you tons of love and respect to you and to all the nurses who go out and do this work because this is extremely difficult. What are some of the things that you do for self-care that you would like to do? Because I know nurses work incredible hours. So what are things that you try to do for the most part to make sure that Nurse Griffin is taken care of? Well, you know, you I don't believe you can get from an empty dish. Mm. So if you show up half-staff, you will never be your best self. Mm. And that's been a really hard lesson for me because I am a very, I can clock in over over 140 hours of pay period easy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is when I show up, nursing is being on stage. Mm. When you get there, you put you away. Mm. And all that's there is the residual, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to show up. Well, mentally okay. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, everybody goes through stuff. Mm-hmm. But this particular platform is not about you. Mm-hmm. This is about giving your residual. Mm-hmm. So how do you get that residual to a point where you have something to pull from? Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. that's working out. Mm-hmm. That's being a good mother. I know that doesn't seem like self-care, but mm-hmm. there's something about leaving my house intact mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Um, I and you know, speaking about being a super mom, and and I didn't want to put you on the spot, but you kind of opened the door to that. <laughs> um, one of your babies out here is making history, and we can talk about your other two babies for sure. Let's start there. there. <laughs> Let's start there. Tell us about that. Having to now do the work, and now you get this information. Tell us about. What happened, and how did he get to where he is right now? Okay, so in COVID, we're going to talk about COVID, right? Yep, yep. Um, In COVID, I actually have children. I have four children. Amen. And when I I sleep at night and when I refresh mentally, it's always on the heels of those smiles. Mm. Those kids make me better. They they, they do. And one of my sons was not feeling too good. Mm. He was not well. Mm. And I said, Xavier, what is it going to take for you to 
feel better. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what, mom? There's only one thing I want to do. I said, Xavier, I'm in COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one moving around here. Nobody's out here. Mm-hmm. This was three three years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's out here moving. He's like, but I can get to the gym in Stanford. Mm-hmm. I said, Xavier, so you really expect for me to go around? Because remember, we had nothing but patients on the street that day. That's right. I was working from 6 in the morning to 10 o'clock at night easily. Mm-hmm. I was literally taking a break. Mm-hmm. Going back to Yonkers, mm-hmm. getting Xavier, putting mm-hmm. him in the car to go to the Ninja Gym oh. in Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. That was an hour so, to both ways. So wait, so wait. So now it's non-typical that a son or daughter says, Mom, take me to a gym in Stanford. Why Stanford? Why, why was this different? Because he says that he wants to be the next American Ninja Warrior. Okay. And I told him I want to be the next... Hail Mary, like, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it, so now I really have to see his vision. Yes. I have to practice what I preach. Yes. You know, now now I have to, I cannot dismiss. Did you notice that he was good in that way? What what told you he was going to be? Listen, all kids climb around the house. This dude <laughs> has been jumping off of stuff yes. since he was born. Yes. And if you watch the show, mm-hmm. um, no, no, I don't know if I can plug it, but American Ninja Warrior mm-hmm. season 13, mm-hmm. skip to the second part of the episode, you'll see because they did the backstory at my house. Mm. You know, this kid has always been that, but for me, it wasn't about that. Mm. It was showing up for him. Yes. It was showing up for him. It yes. was doing everything. Yes. You know, we don't like to be multitaskers, but everything matters, right? Mm-hmm. You can't sleep. I don't sleep at night knowing that I did, you know, of the five tasks, I have to at least hit five of them. Yes. That's the, the, nobody teaches this. Nobody tells you how to rebalance around these things, but that was the thing that kept me balanced in COVID. Mm. If I only, if I didn't see people on one hand losing their lives and, and then on the other hand, fighting for this kid's life. Because mm. I could see the pain in his eyes. Mm. We were going through a whole lot of things at that time. Mm-hmm. And this was causing him pleasure. Mm-hmm. It was helping him to achieve a goal. Mm. It kept him dreaming. Mm-hmm. I'm a dreamer. Yes. He kept showing me this thing. And then one day he called me. He goes, Mom, I got the producers. I'm, I'm working. Like, I'm in my zone. Mm-hmm. He goes, Mom, I got the producers on the line. I'm like, Dave, I'll call you right back. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, Mom. I have stop. Stop. I'm like, all right. So I pulled over. I stopped. And I hear the guy on the other line. Hello, Crystal? I said, yes. He goes, your son, Xavier Dansler, is going to be on American Ninja Warrior. Oh, my God. I was like, man, if you don't call me later, I'm dealing with COVID. I, people don't have them. They ain't, they ain't going into houses because they don't mm-hmm. have the mask, the gown, the mm-hmm. this, the that. Mm-hmm. The people calling me afraid. I'm just not going. People in the house are not masked. Mm-hmm. Who got it? People were afraid. And this kid was on a mission. So, so wait, to- take us through this. Now that you know this, but a step back. You were traveling from the Bronx to Albany. To Albany. To Saratoga. And then to Stanford? Yes. And no, and then back to Yonkers. Yonkers. Wow. To Stanford. Wait in a car for two hours. Mm. Because he wants to become. And at this point, remember, he got the call one day. But before the call. Because, mm. you know, my motto, my motto was stay ready and then you don't have to be ready, right? Yes, yes. 
So shame on me for trying to instill that property in him. And then when he when he decided to go for it, come on, I gotta go with you. Wow. I gotta ride for you. And mind you, remember, he's he's watching kids while I'm out working. Mm -hmm. These are boys. Mm -hmm. And I have a son that was five years old at the time. Mm -hmm. He's also helping me. You know, so I'm also trying to teach him how to be a good human. Yes. So much goes into to, to, to being a so-called success. Yes. It's not just one thing. In multitasking, they don't teach us. What a beautiful story, Nurse Griffin. And, and we are honored. I mean, whether or not he's on a show or wins or doesn't win. To me, the fact that, think about it, COVID, you're traveling Hours upon hours. A hundred thousand miles. We're good. To save lives, to go back home and make sure you knock out five of those five tasks that you laid out for you. Stay ready. I mean, stay ready. No one, no Mindset. one in my world that I can think of can accomplish such a thing. We are honored and proud that you are not only a great nurse, but a super mom. Now that he's involved and you're seeing this happen, does that give you more fulfillment and saying, man, thank God I did that. Here's another decision I decided to do. Or is it I still would have done it. And whether he made it or not, I still was going to be there for him. The latter. The yeah. latter. You know why? Because you, you, you know, it's, it's very hard to play to win. Mm. Right? You do play to win. I shouldn't say that. We play to win. Mm -hmm. But you got to be in it to win it. Mm -hmm. You got to be in it to win it. Mm -hmm. So maybe he might not have gotten that, right? Mm -hmm. But it might have been something else that he went. That, that it wasn't my vision. It was his vision. Yes. So you could tell me, you know what? I want to have a podcast. He's just a social worker. Mm -hmm. And I could have said, you know what? It's, mm -hmm. you know, huh? No, I see the vision. Yes. I saw the end in the beginning. Yes. I saw the end in the beginning. It, it might not be, you might change the title three times, mm -hmm. but you're going to be, uh, you're not going to be just a social worker. More than just. <laughs> More than just. Yes. Right? So I think that that, 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 I hope that that answers the question. So for me, it's more around how are you able to handle this? make sure that all the kids are well kept that they're straight and that you're making the two work successfully do you sleep did you have any hours of sleep how did that even work out hmm well um I, this is this is not a good mental health technique mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily put myself first mm. Um, unfortunately, you know, I really did put uh, my priority list looks a little different than others. Mm -hmm. I'm a spiritual person and yes. I'm not driving any way. You know, I think that all people are good with humans as long as you do what you have to do mm -hmm. to further, you know, a good in society. However, I happen to be a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was prayer. For mm -hmm. me, it was prayer. Even if I could sleep, I'd rather pray. Mm. I'd rather pray because I knew that me alone is not going to get all these things. <laughs> this task list is long. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was a heavy lift. Mm -hmm. And what NBC was asking from me, mm -hmm. 
just this kid needed a lawyer. There was so much that went on. Plus, with COVID, what my job was asking from me, mm-hmm. what my body was asking from me, yes. what the toll booth man was asking. There was so with the with the with the mortgage is asking from you. Mm-hmm. There are so many compartments, and you all have to do everything together. So I found my strength in prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Prayer kept me. Mm-hmm. When I tell you. Um, you know, I don't want to go spiritual because this is for everybody. And there's some people that don't align with those things. But for me, mm-hmm. what worked for me mm-hmm. was sitting at the altar. Mm-hmm. Brother, mm-hmm. do you understand? There were some days that I flew. Mm-hmm. I flew. Mm-hmm. And I know that that wasn't me. There was something else riding with me. Mm-hmm. On those days, I'm telling you, there was something else. And being less angry. You know, mm. sometimes I would leave angry. Why do I have to do all this? Why is this all on my shoulders? Everybody's success depends on me. Mm-hmm. Whether my patients are compliant with their therapy depends on me. Mm-hmm. Whether my son's, uh, you know, his, his, his competition in, in the amount of hours that he's has to put in the training, mm-hmm. physically, financially, getting mm-hmm. all that depends on me. Mm-hmm. I have other children that needed things, you know, along the way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I got to tell you, it was a superpower. It was Mm -hmm. a superpower because if I went back and try and add up the money that Mm -hmm. it cost, Mm -hmm. never Mm -hmm. can get to a dollar. I I can't even figure it out. I could never figure it out. So I'm sorry that that's not a good one, but that's what I use. But we, we, we hear respect that emotional intelligence happens for different people different ways. Being socially aware, having self management building those relationships and when you look at that castle wheel you kind of touch on every five of those points and whether it was you journaling the information meditating praying you know working harder building relationships trying your best is something that i think you do exceptionally well and throughout these times you have allowed us to take a snapshot of this beautiful journey, which is your life. And now, do you work as hard as you did still? And those hours, do they match what they were in COVID? Or have you added more self-care for yourself? You want the truth? Yeah. <laughs> I work harder. Mm-hmm. I work harder. Mm. Because I like what I've produced. Mm. Will I always work this hard? Mm-hmm. Mm, hopefully not. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to see the seeds. When, you, when, when I talked to you, I talked to you for your birthday the other day. Mm-hmm. And, he, and you said, what did you tell me? I'm just, it's a regular day. Mm-hmm. I'm just, well, mm-hmm. for a person like me, mm-hmm. I am learning to fit actual self-care because I'm getting older, right? Mm-hmm. So that consists of actual exercise yes. and actual um, meditation, mm-hmm. more of a conscious desire mm. to keep my body and my cells mm-hmm. fit for the fight, Yes, right? But um, I work harder because now I understand what I'm working for. Mm. I'm not working for Gucci bags no more. Mm-hmm. I got Gucci bags. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. I'm working so that the people that come behind me Mm. can see value in the work. Mm. I'm working so that that nurse that I sit alongside who thinks that she can't, Mm -hmm. sees that she can. Mm -hmm. And not only can she do it, Mm -hmm. it's going to take some work. Mm -hmm. But with the right, you know, toolbox, Mm -hmm. with tenacity, with Mm -hmm. the right mindset, because life is hard. Mm -hmm. But there was nothing harder than starting. (laughs) Mm. 
you know, once I got my wheels, my gears turning, mm -hmm. now I work harder because work is easier. Mm. Work is easier. I'm already prepared. I'm already ready. I don't have to get ready so much now, right? So now I show up. Now I have to create balance. Mm -hmm. Now I have to find ways to just not always work, mm. you know, because work doesn't feel like work anymore, right? They say once you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. Mm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I'm grateful for the, the, the space I have right now because I'm able to do that mm -hmm. um, at work. Mm -hmm. I always come with my full self now. I'm more confident yes. in the person that I am. Yes. So now I can impart things differently. Maybe it's the hard workouts that you're putting in now. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. at the end of the day, when we're thinking about nursing, what are some resources for young females and males who are interested in becoming a nurse, what's some good advice for them just for them to start out in this field? Listen, first of all, I think that if you enjoy, if you have a passion for, nursing is not for people who want to make money. Mm -hmm. If you get into nursing to make money, you're already off to a bad start. Mm. Right? If you have the passion for people if you love to see progress, mm -hmm. if you notice that you're the one taking care of a, 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 of a loved one mm. and you're doing it with a certain level of passion that doesn't always feel like work or a sacrifice, mm. then you are a nurse. Now, to what capacity is on you? I started out with the LPM program. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't like that. They were like, you should just be an RN. I'll never forget one of my most, one of the most influential people in my life, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, happens to be one of my closest relatives. Mm -hmm. But he's told me straight out, you're not a nurse. Mm. I said, oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to show you. But I started where I was mentally fit to be. Mm. And for me, it was incrementally. Mm. I don't advise you just jump for the, not to say you're not good enough, but for me, I didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the grades. Mm -hmm. I was not a smartsy kind of kid. Mm -hmm. I speak to the hip hop generation. Mm. We outside. We party. We trying to fit things in. I went to hostels. I went to a slew of schools. Mm -hmm. And so I got it together. And I promise you, for me, it was the LPM program. The LPM program taught me in a short period of time. It introduced me to the world of nursing, the lingo, mm -hmm. um, some of the things that I would have to do, the medications that I would need to know later on. Mm -hmm. And it was a really good training ground. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to... RN school, you know, school to become an RN to further my education later mm -hmm. when I was more balanced, when I had a few things laid out already. Mm -hmm. It was like growing on something. And so for me, I like that path. And then I went to dialysis nursing, which is the best kind of nurse. I think all nurses should work in dialysis mm -hmm. and I think they should work in a hotel at some point in their life. Could you tell <laughs> us about the so the LPN, explain to us how does that process begin? For someone who's just like, okay, I just heard nurse Crystal Griffin, and now I am going to be a nurse. And they're saying, she said something about LPN. How do you go upon to do that? Okay. So LPN is a licensed practical nurse. So you, you first of all, you work under the license of a, of a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. So that means that you have a lot of the 
uh, skill set that a, that a our registered nurse has, but you don't have all the accountability, and some of the decision making has to be done by the nurse. So let's just start there. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it can place you in a hospital or any field, of any any space in nursing. There's room for an LPN even to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, some hospitals do require you to be a, a RN with a bachelor's degree. That's just that. Mm-hmm. How you get to go about doing it is a desire. Mm-hmm. If you want to be an LPN, this program is through BOCES. Mm-hmm. BOCES is in every single community that I know. Mm-hmm. I went to BOCES upstate, Ulster County. Mm-hmm. But you could go to, um, there's there is a BOCES program, and we'll give you information about those programs you mm-hmm. know, later, mm-hmm. but there is a BOCES program around you. Mm-hmm. It's a community-based program. Um, the funding is usually through grants. Mm-hmm. I got 100% of my LPN, $10,000 at the time. I think now it's about fourteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, covered by a grant. Okay. So um, that's how I did it, and then and then I went on to do my RN program. But you can also go straight to an RN if you have an if you have a degree in another form of the sciences. You can always just take the nursing courses mm-hmm. and that can also get you you know you can become an RN that way there are so many ways to become an RN now mm-hmm. the worst place I will say is going through a community college mm-hmm. taking all these prerequisites mm-hmm. getting placed on a list mm-hmm. that is endless mm-hmm. people need to know you you need to introduce a good old-fashioned hello my name is mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. it still works in this game mm-hmm. I never had a professor I didn't know Mm. And even in this program, I had to introduce myself to the program director. Mm-hmm. I had to be humble. Mm-hmm. I had to tell them why I wanted it. I think I had to write an essay or five along my life That's line. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, so it takes some work. But it's really truly a desire that, that, that starts. So I plan to put it on the um, He's Just uh, website. But for listeners, it's BOCES, B-O-S-C-E-S. Yes. And this program, you're able to tap in into a number of licensed practical nursing programs, etc. So we will put that up so that people can follow through. But now that you mentioned the other areas, you said that being involved with dialysis is critical. Why? Why is that important? Dialysis teaches you how to truly manage a patient. Um, Most of the patients that you see in dialysis change three times you get them stable you created an unstable person by way of removing all that fluid you know mm-hmm. you remove fluid they have no kidney function in case you're wondering what dialysis is mm-hmm. it's really you using the external machine to operate the function to, to mimic the function of a kidney mm-hmm. so it's clearing out the blood you know that kind of thing so anyway you go you learn cannulation you learn um, how to hang give blood there's so many critical aspects that you learn in that arena. You mm-hmm. learn time management, mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. It's like a one-two bang. Mm-hmm. And now when we talked about self-care and we talked about the five castle tools that you have mastered and you may have walked around probably saying, I'm just doing this. This is what I do. But now you're using emotional intelligence every single step, making sure you touch base with the professors, making sure you know their names, making sure you touch a patient's voice let them hear and you speak to them. It's so optimal about this. I mean, we are totally honored that you have joined us and we look forward to another show as we continue to go on. We are wishing you every, every bit of luck and your son obviously is going to win. 
and tune in for that. But the one thing I wanted to ask you about some of us who don't know the language and coming from the Latino perspective, a lot of us who need to take that community college step or that we need to begin to learn the language before even becoming a nurse, how can you support or help these up-and-comers who are coming in now, who come from their countries, but you know that they know they want to be nurses or probably practice? How do they go upon this? Okay, well, a lot of a lot of uh, nurses, if you notice, they don't come from here at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they come from everywhere else because mm-hmm. in other places it's really pushed. Um, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. A lot of nurses come from Jamaica. A lot of nurses come from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Most of the nurses I work with were actually Filipino. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing you need to do is go to your... I mean, if you're a nurse... Is the question if you're a nurse coming from another country here, what you need to go through? That could be. Okay, well, there's a few things. If you're a nurse... First of all, if you're a nurse in New York City or the tri-state area, mm-hmm. I need you to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. Very important. Mm-hmm. Start to learn Spanish. Learn as many languages as you can learn on the side. Yo sabe español poquito. That's right. Pero yo, yo quiere enseñar. My Spanish is twisted, but I promise you, I, I will say... Yo te entendí clarito. <laughs> yeah, I understood. I will <laughs> save my patient because it's that important to me. Mm-hmm to know the language that they speak. Mm. So that's that. But otherwise, you can get here on a visa. You can get here on a work visa. Sometimes you got to watch those things. I'm not I'm not saying don't go to community college route, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that process can sometimes be a little mentally, um, you know, it can kind of beat you up a little bit because they're always... They have a, a, a. They can really ch- pick and choose who goes through those programs. So someone who enters in this way, can they just go straight to BOCES? Is that something? Yes, that can you could go straight to Bo- BOCES, and then from okay. BOCES, I went to. I actually went to St. Paul School of Nursing, mm. which was a school that was not really. Um, it was frowned upon when I first went mm. to St. Paul's. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Crystal didn't have many options because she needed to get this done. Mm. Once I put in my head and my my vision was to do this, mm-hmm. I looked at a bunch of different programs and I settled it was either Helen Fall which is also a two-year school in mm-hmm. Manhattan mm-hmm. or it was St. Paul School of Nursing. For me St. Paul's was it was just close to me they had a lot of different um, uh, things that worked for me it was in person I like to be in person mm-hmm. and uh, like I said I like to meet teachers and look in their face and <laughs> you, you know it. have that camaraderie so that worked for me but there's so so many you can always contact me on um, from the difference between a community college versus a private school because mm-hmm. the private school want their money straight up mm-hmm. there's no the grant process is different okay. in those kinds of schools but I feel like that's a sure way mm-hmm. because if you mind your business and you stay focused and your intention is to help mm-hmm. you know you do that consciously mm-hmm. I think you'll be more successful quicker mm-hmm. that route well thank you and before we go can you leave our listeners with any parting words, anything that you want them to think about, because you talked about grit, you talk about decision making, and just hearing you has touched me in various ways that I know that I got to keep putting up the fight, that I too have to, if I got to drive and go and be there, you have taught me not to give up, and I never have, but now I know I got to put harder work. So what is something that you want to leave our listeners with to remember every day that they're being turned away? Okay, first of all, you have to have a why. Mm. Why? 
Why am I working so hard? Mm-hmm. Why do I want this? Mm-hmm. You have to know where you're going and have a why. Mm-hmm. Because that's your rubric. Mm-hmm. That's your, there will be obstacles that come in the way. Mm-hmm. But if you have a why and you know where you're going, you see those obstacles as direction changers. Mm. So anything, sometimes, anytime there's a boulder in your way, you'll learn to go around. You're not going to spend all your energy on the boulder. Mm. You're going to spend your energy trying to figure out how to get around it, right? Mm. So for me, I, I, would, I would say, please, guys, don't give up on yourself. Mm. And understand that there are so many versions of you. There's some that you've never met. I swear to you, the person that you're hearing from is not the person I was mm-hmm. at 15, mm-hmm. 25, 35, mm-hmm. 45. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful to have met all those crystals because that they brought me to this one, this one. And who is this girl? She's the one that never gave up. Mm-hmm. She's the one that kept pressing. She's the one that believed in herself. She's the one that had a vision. And for me, I'm not, this is not a platform to pull you in either direction, but for me, it was God. Mm-hmm. And I never swayed from that. And I promise you, when I didn't have an answer, an answer was provided for me. Because I didn't always look within myself for the answer. There were some things I just had to give up mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I don't have the answer for this. You know what I'm saying? I had to put my hands down and be silent. But it was in that silence that I saw a vision. I saw a path forward. And I just kept it pushing. And I encourage you all to keep it pushing. And I don't care who put you down or said that you can't. You, they don't know you. Everybody gets a gift in life. Everybody gets a gift. And I encourage you to hone in on yours and never give up. Crystal, we love you so much. And thank you so much for bringing power and respect to our platform. And remember that He's Just a Social Worker platform was born because too often we were overlooked. Mm-hmm. People labeled us mm-hmm. and said that we couldn't. But our plight is for anyone and everyone who feels a need to be understood. Remember, we are strong as individuals, but we are unstoppable when we unite. Think about it. We will be soon coming to another town near you. The He's Just a Social Worker movement is coming and is real. We out. Please note that the views expressed here are my own and not a representation of my employers and clients. Thank you for listening. We're always here for you. Just message us and we'll get back to you within 24 hours. Thank you. More than just at He's Just a Social Worker.